Welcome to the Niche to Necessity podcast. My name is Taylor Zork, and today we have a very special guest, William Grant. He is the Director of Partnerships and Growth, the Head of uh, Growth and Partnerships at Integral. Uh, and Integral is empowering Web3 organizations in crypto accounting through revenue recognition, NFT collection management, capital gain loss calculations, audit compliance reports, and more. So, hi, Liam. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Taylor. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited about today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So um, I'd like to start off by just asking you a bit about your background and how you became involved in the Web3 space. Yeah. You know, I think it um, really started with kind of my engineering background, did mechanical engineering in school, um, was always that that kid who was taking everything apart from TVs to motorcycles and, and trying to understand the technology behind it. Um, I think that's really what interested me about crypto is it just seemed like a community of folks that were um, really trying to think about financial infrastructure differently. Um, worked for VMware with a number of financial institutions. And I think pretty much everyone in the, the tech side of financial institutions was frustrated and felt limited by the rails that and the infrastructure that existed in those contexts. And many of them were 20, 30, 40 years old. So that was a real... Um, blocker for innovation in that space. And though there was a lot of really smart people trying to, to innovate, they were kind of just um, held back by the infrastructure of, of the day. And so this new approach really interested me. Um, and that's really kind of when I met Guy, our founder, um, we had been kind of running in the same social circles and uh, we were chatting about, you know, what, what we saw as the kind of the largest problems. And uh, Guy's background was the, you know, electric uh, capital entrepreneur in residence. And so I think he spent about a year just asking their entire portfolio of over a hundred companies, Hey, what are like some really difficult challenges that you, you see operating a crypto company? And by and large, what came back was, Hey, I think, you know, accounting and the entire, basically CFO back office is just really difficult to navigate. Um, and that's really why we wanted to build, to build integrals is if we can be the kind of unblocker or enabler um, for companies to have really solid, um, you know, financial back offices and reporting. I think that will be a big enabler of the space as a whole, which is, which is ultimately our mission as a company. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I have a similar kind of entry, you know, origin story into the Web3 space. I was, you know, in niche in accounting industries with cannabis and then it kind of the, I had heard about Bitcoin in 2013, but it really clicked with me when I heard more about smart contracts and ETH and all these things that kind of felt to me like it made sense and it made that kind of light bulb go off. So very cool. You know, you guys saw uh, issues and, 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 and a structure that you guys wanted to help overcome. So you, you kind of answered it already, but I kind of wanted to follow up a little bit on that. So um, what specifically, you know, led you and your team to design a, and build a tool for crypto tax and accounting? Like, you know, cause there are other sub ledgers out there. Like, um, you know, what, what was the led you guys down this road? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the first thing that really struck me about all the conversations we had in the early days was just, um, how fundamental some of the challenges were, you know, you would go and talk to a CFO running a, a relatively large crypto company and they would say things like, Hey, I spend, you know, 80% of my time just trying to track my transactions or just trying to understand my balances, like really fundamental workflows. Um, and it was interesting because the market complexity of, of crypto and the financial complexity was 
it, it seemed to be much higher at a very early stage, right? If you think about the number of companies that have 100,000 transactions a month in traditional finance, like pretty much all of those companies are going to be pretty big businesses, with big teams, a ton of support, you know, mm-hmm. working with the top four accountants and et cetera. That could be like a seed stage company with six or seven people in crypto. And so that was like one thing that struck me initially is just how fundamental the problems were and how much bigger the problems were earlier on in these companies' journey. Um, when I think about maybe some of the solutions that are out there right now, um, the kind of common challenges we heard were one, just the user interface wasn't easy enough to use. If you were a founder who were at the seed stage, or even if you were a CFO at a really large company, um, the user interface, no one had really reached the quality of the best financial products out there, the stripes of the world. And so we thought there was an opportunity there to just build um, a user experience that was a lot more, a lot more powerful. Um, And I think the second thing that we heard was just that there was so many different tools being used by these CFOs, and there was an entire patchwork of of infrastructure that they had to build, um, almost like a mosaic model, essentially, of the back office, where, you know, they were going to one tool to aggregate some of their data, and then another tool for payroll, and another tool for tax, and that all had to flow into their traditional finance ERP and they got into what I call basically the spreadsheet Olympics, where they were trying to take all these different data sources, putting together these insane spreadsheets, and they couldn't really realize the benefits that any one platform had to offer because they didn't really have a single source of truth um, for their company. And so that's really what we aim to build here at Integral. And I think we've, we've done a decent job so far, which is just being the single source of truth that, that financial operators can rely on. Um, that spans all of their different accounts, whether that's their custodians, their exchanges, their payroll platforms, um, their traditional finance ERPs and everything else. If we can consolidate that all, um, I think we can really realize the benefits of, of automation, but also just of visibility. Um, that's where it starts. Yeah, that's, it's funny you, you mentioned all those things because I resonate so, so hard with all those things. I, I, I was CFO of TrustSwap in, in the, uh, in the kind of summer of DeFi when we launched and it was a nightmare. I mean, I, at the time I didn't really have, or I didn't, it, it was either I didn't know of or, or didn't have exposure to really nice, clean stack a financial stack, like you're mentioning. And it, I ended up being a, 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 a spreadsheet workhorse and, you know, managing a company that ended up being at one point there was like a, a half a million, a half a billion dollar, you know, fully diluted market cap. It's like insane to think that it was a one man team behind that. And it just got to a point where it was like out of my range. And that's a big reason why I created crypto CFOs is to help level up accounting and tax help in the industry, because I just simply couldn't find anyone to help me with the work. And I'm managing this multi-jurisdictional beast in, in Excel. And it's like, um, you know, it, it, I'm glad that there are, are tools like yours out there that that exist to make our lives as accountants easier. And, you know, when you mention UI experience, I, I have noticed that with other subledgers where it feels like it's geared at like the bookkeeper and not necessarily at the finance team. Um, and so it's it's nice to hear that you guys put a, a, a tremendous focus on the the user experience and the user user interface on, on, on with your in developing your product. So um, again, you you already kind of um, 
answered this question, but in, in, in like a quick, you know, paragraph or sentence, what would you say your, your overall special sauce at integral is for your, for your tool? Yeah. You know, I think we, we did an exercise recently where we, where we canvassed all the users that had, you know, switched off other platforms. And I think there was basically three common narratives that emerged. Um, so the first one is, is data and accuracy, right? There are markets where it's okay to be, you know, have 80 or 90% of the data and make decisions. Accounting is just not one of them, right? A hundred percent completeness matters. Um, and so, with Integral, we thought a lot about what is the gold standard of reconciliation, essentially, in the industry. In traditional finance, it's relatively obvious, right? It's bank reconciliation. You have a starting balance, an ending balance. The transactions tell the story of what happened in between, and then you compare it, compare it to what your bank statement says. Um, and so we thought about, okay, what, what is that gold standard? And I think that a lot of subledgers rely on maybe one data source to do that. Whereas at Integral, we take three different data sources. We do that API integration into your account. We're also aggregating raw blockchain data, and we're also using third-party data providers. And we compare them all. And if there are disagreements, we surface them to the client with a recommendation about what how to proceed and what we think is the most accurate. Um, and how that tactically breaks down when users switch is that they see a couple of things. One is um, their number of transactions increase. That's simply put, you know, there's there's transactions that were missed that are now complete and integral. Um, and the second is things like capital gain and loss numbers change. And we built integral, um, you know, we kind of say internally, like we're just in the business of showing you the math. Right. We want every transaction, every report, every balance sheet, you know, line item to be auditable and to really break down to our to our users exactly how we arrived at that calculation so that they can really trust the system. So that's really the first narrative that we heard. Data, accuracy, auditability, trust, that's the key. The second narrative that emerged is really the user experience, right? And so you mentioned and kind of alluded to this, but at Integral, we wanted to build a platform that the bookkeepers really loved and felt that that it made them more powerful and got them out of maybe the minutia of tasks and into things that were a little bit more strategic or judgment-based. But it was really important for us that we created a platform that um, not only the bookkeepers and accountants, but also the controllers, the founders, the CFOs can all collaborate on. I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've experienced this firsthand, Taylor, but the number of email chains where it's like 200 emails long of what was this transaction and what was that mm -hmm. for? you know, how do I value this asset are, are really, um, really slowing teams down. So that was kind of the second thing is build a user experience that caters to all the folks in the finance team and the external bookkeepers, uh, make it easy to collaborate on that interface and really um, basically create some efficiency in the communication associated with that. Um, I think the last narrative is really more about how we, what we operate as a business. Um, Building a SaaS company is pretty tricky, right? You know, you, there's a lot of uh, folks that approach it in a way of, you know, how do we optimize our margins and revenue and pricing model and on and, and those sorts of things. I think what we did at Integral pretty early on was just decide that our, our model would be very easy to understand um, and that we would, you know, basically treat our customers the way that we would hope to be treated for any softwares that we consume. So there's a lot of just really simple things we do, super fast response times. Um, you know, if, if there's an issue, we, we really sprint to fix it. 
Um, we collaborate heavily with our users. Um, what, what I say always is just, you know, we, we take our users' best idea, steal them, and then build them, um, which they're totally, you know, happy with. And so uh, I think a lot of it is just really how do you, like, act with integrity as a company and, one, you know, not bite off more than you can chew, but continue to just engage with your users. Um, that's really what we hope to do with the crypto CFO community is if we can harness some of the, you know, the, the superstars that we have using Integral to create education and the courses and all the other things that we're going to be doing to empower the, the overall community. I think that becomes, um, you know, just a really uh, powerful source of, of us all working together. That's really what it's about. Yeah. I love that. I mean, too many businesses are short-term focused and, and, you know, if you're patient, you can, you know, it pays off in the long run, right? Cause you're building a sustainable business model that is supported by its user base. It's supported by, um, you know, the industry itself too. If you, if you, if you build up the industry, there's a bigger pie for everyone to consume. And, um, I think that that's, that's really important. So, um, so what would you say is, Sorry, I guess the world of digital assets and, and crypto assets is evolving always. You know, it's 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 crazy that the pace that we're at sometimes. Um, new projects and tokens are constantly emerging. So you alluded to this a little bit already, but how would you say that uh, integral? You, you talked about data integrity and 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 data completeness. How does integral stay on top of all these advancements, ensuring that your clients have accurate and reliable data. Yeah, I think it's um, definitely one of the core challenges in this space. And so I think the way that we think about it is, you know, it's, it's in our position, it's very tempting to go and build, you know, every integration or chain integration under the sun, because theoretically that increases the, you know, size of the market and, and maybe ultimately uh, revenue or something else. But what we, the, the approach that we have is to do things correctly and accurately the first time. Um, and so that is a mix of, you know, relying on multiple data sources. So we're, we're you know, thrilled and, and blessed to have some awesome uh, partners on the API side that really specialize in certain, you know, ecosystems or certain activities. Um, they're definitely part of the picture. Um, you know, they, I don't think there's any providers that have, you know, integrated with everything across the sun, just, you know, for the reasons that I just mentioned. So mm -hmm. it's really about picking the right ones for the right ecosystems and the right activity. Um, there are also ecosystems that simply don't have an API provider that is accurate enough for accounting purposes. And so in that point, we have to go and build it ourselves. Um, but it's really, the, the way we approach it is, um, we have deep relationships with the A providers that we have. Um, I think that they really appreciate the way that, you know, Integral does business. And so they're willing to, um, you know, continue to expand and, and help us in various market, whether it's NFT or DeFi or anything else. Um, but I think the second one is really just more of an, a commitment to just not um, shipping things that are half-baked and, and only really doing it when we know it's going to be accurate. And every integration that we build here at Integral goes through, um, you know, we, we, we like to say we kind of test it to within an inch of its life um, to make sure that it is accurate. And we do it with a significant amount of data because we don't want to ever be in a position where we're, um, you know, not providing the right data for our clients. We take that, you know, extremely seriously. Very cool. What would you say the most challenging aspect of accounting for crypto assets is as a, as a sub ledger? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, there's no shortage of challenges. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, I think maybe one of the the ones, and this is kind of the maybe something that we've kind of touched on is just that there's so much innovation happening in crypto all the time that that's create you know constantly creating essentially new data sources, new types of activities, um, and so aggregating data is I think one of the most difficult things is how do I get all of my financial activity, all the transactions, all of it, all the assets in one place um, for all the you know vast activities that we do, right? And so you'll have companies that are, you know, um, you know they have primary and secondary revenues on NFT collections, but they're also staking their treasury using DeFi instruments, and then they have a hundred different wallets and four exchange accounts and three custodians, and so. Um, the power of a solution like Integral, I think, is the ability to really aggregate all the data from all the different data sources. Um, but that's also the core challenge. And so we do a lot of work to basically figure out um, what the right, you know, where we can add the most value in which markets. And then we really build towards that and focus on it. Um, and so right now, I would say that's really, you know, NFT collections, gaming companies, um, marketplaces, and, and exchanges is where we see a lot of the value. There's lots of other companies we work with as well. But um, um, it's a little bit about just not biting off more than you can chew um, at the time and then really focusing to actually um, solve the challenges, uh, like I said, to the 100% level, not not the 80%. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, ultimately, there's going to be niche subledgers for the for the emerging, you know, blockchains and things like that. But you guys want to make sure that everything you put out is is quality. That's 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 awesome. Um, so, you know, looking ahead, where do you see the future of crypto accounting and the broader broader digital asset industry heading? Are there any emerging trends or technology that you're particularly excited about and believe will have a significant impact on the way businesses manage their crypto assets? Yeah, I mean, I think um, one of the ways that that this challenge has been framed, and if you know, basically for the growth of the entire industry, is like how do you onboard the next, you know, hundred million or, or billion even crypto users? And um, I, I think it'll be a little bit about making crypto a lot more accessible for people um, in specific use cases, right? <laughs> and so at Integral, we're thinking, okay, really, like, how do we support that? We've seen a ton of large, you know, Fortune 1000 type brands enter the space with a lot of different use cases. You have, you know, PayPal releasing stablecoin, you have um, lots of remittance and, and basically Forex type use cases that are very interesting. You have the tokenization of real world assets. Um, you have luxury brands experimenting with NFTs in order to drive, you know, user engagement, understand their communities better, um, you know, market to them better, create exclusivity, lots of really interesting things happening. Um, and so I guess what I see is the kind of future of, of, you know, how that relates to crypto accounting is um, one, just being able to support the use cases that are likely to be the most successful and the most wide reaching in terms of onboarding all of those users. Um, but I think the second is that it's likely in, in our opinion, at least that all of the kind of financial tools in the, in the CFO stack, so to speak, start to become unified. Um, and it may be the case that there is a platform that unifies many different aspects, you know, beyond accounting, also treasury management and payroll and money movement and lots of other things. 
And I think those solutions become more and more powerful, the kind of wider the reaches. And this goes back to the core concept around, can you actually get all of the data in the same place and create that single source of truth? Um, that's what I'm really excited about. And I think there'll be really um, broad implications for managing a crypto business um, once those you know, platforms like Integral are a little bit more mature, because the reality is that you know, um, right now, this is quite an immature market, right? It, it's not like there's you know, companies like Intuit and, and Xero and, and NetSuite that have been around for 30 years building every tax report known to man and, you know, integrating with 500 banks, like no one's really at that level yet. Um, but that's a very exciting place to be. And I think that there's a lot of value that we can create there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that part of, you know, you alluded to a lot of things that are going to increase adoption. I think that part of it's going to be, you know, people not even realize they're interacting with, you know, crypto assets, you know, whether it's through like Starbucks's NFT based, uh, you know, rewards platform or like, uh, I came across another product recently uh, called Coast, where they do um, like a dead man switch for beneficiaries. If you lose, if you if you die, you can pass along your your crypto via this smart contract. Where if you haven't interacted with it in a certain amount of time, it gets automatically distributed to whoever you've designated it to. So. Um, you know, there's, and, and the people who are receiving it, they don't need to have a crypto wallet already. They just need to use their, their email or whatever. So ways that you can integrate crypto assets without people even re realizing or without removing that barrier that is, you know, whether it's a non-custodial wallet or all these terms that people get kind of bogged down with. When we kind of break down those barriers, that's when we can onboard the next billion users, I think. So cool. Yeah. I think I heard someone say it's like when your grandma is using crypto, we've won. Um, yeah. they don't even know that they are using crypto. I think, um, yeah, if there's a, a, a challenge with the kind of onboarding the next hundred million or, or billion users, it's probably a front end and interface problem and maybe not as much of a back end uh, problem, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Always a good top indicator too is when um, your family who, you know, your, your grandmother's asking you about how she can buy ETH or, or, or Bitcoin or whatever. <laughs> That's definitely a top indicator. That happened to me. Uh, September <laughs> or October of, of 2021, I had family members who had never talked to me about crypto at all asking me how they can buy on, on Coinbase. And um, that should have set off some alarm bells for me. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Final question for you. Uh, if you could wave a, a wand and change any aspect of the industry, what would you change? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, you know, maybe like crypto like culture in, in, in some sense, um, I think this is kind of true of any emerging technology where it always starts with some level of, you know, not exactly a counterculture, but but a subculture or a relatively small group of people who believe in the technology early. Um, and honestly, they're, they're ultimately the ones that advocated crypto for crypto and, and made it into what it is today. So I'm nothing but grateful. If we do want to onboard the next billion users, I think we need to establish a culture that is maybe a little bit more about how do you actually educate people um, instead of creating, you know, more of an exclusive environment. Um, and I think by and large, everyone, you know, or the vast majority of people in crypto agree with that sentiment. Um, 
but I think that's really why like, you know, communities like crypto CFOs are really important is it's really all about sharing information. And that's one of the huge challenges with finance in general is that, and we hear this all the time, it's as in certain jurisdictions, there isn't really any published standards or at least clear standards for how um, people should operate. Um, you just have a lot of folks, you know, with some level of guesswork, right, or, or you know, um, basically an informed hypotheses of how to do things correctly, and a lot of really like tribal knowledge, right? And I think that tribal knowledge is um, builds strong and tight knit communities, but they're small and they're by kind of by definition. And so mm-hmm. our ability to kind of take all of that tribal knowledge that was hard won by people who are really innovative and who are willing to kind of charge into an unknown space and then being able to translate that into, you know, a, a broader kind of consumable, you know, package of information is what is, you know, one of the really important parts of um, how we're going to scale to that billion users and the way that I think it plays out in our industry. And I know you know this, Taylor, because otherwise you wouldn't be, you know, building this community, right, is you got to get the word out there. You have to have the courses and the education and people that, you know, you can rely on and talk to. And how do we make it so that folks who are interested in crypto, who are CPAs, are able to actually, you know, onboard into the space and, a matter of months and not not have to you know figure everything out themselves over a two-year period um mm-hmm. there's lots of awesome you know resources that exist in the traditional finance space and lots of different certifications you can get and i, I don't know that there really is that many in crypto there's there's a lot of people who are trying to add value there but it's certainly not as as mature and so um yeah that's why i think crypto cfo is important i think that's really why integral wanted to partner um we, we're definitely aligned on that mission so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, if I had a nickel for every like CPE course that I've taken in crypto, that was essentially just blockchain 101, you know, it's like, I've taken that same CPE course, you know, by a different name, you know, probably 10 or 15 times. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of the goal here is to, to go an inch wide and a mile deep on all these things. And we're excited to partner with you guys on some CPE courses coming up. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that all that stuff is great. And, um, one thing I, I do want to note is I think that, uh, at least from a networking side, definitely the, the, um, there is like the tribal aspect of the crypto industry, but just coming from cannabis first, cannabis is so tribal. And I think that people are like, people were afraid of like networking and within that community, partially because of, you know, the, the stigma of like the suits coming in or whatever. But I have noticed that like just networking as a whole in crypto is feels so much more open and it, it is a nice industry to enter from that space where it's not like, Oh, how long have you been here for? People aren't as concerned about that. And that is one nice thing that it is open doors for people. Uh, if they want it, it is intimidating because there's a lot to learn. And sometimes like you, like you allude to the culture there is, is sometimes a little bit intimidating, but I do also want to highlight that, you know, if you try to network in the crypto space, the vast majority of people want to connect and the vast majority of people want adoption. So they want to bring more people in. And I think that that's a distinct difference between the cannabis industry and the crypto industry is that, you know, the, the doors are open if you want to, if you want to come in. So, you know, come find us. So, yeah, I, I think that's totally true. And I mean, even just speaking with so many different, you know, um, growth and, and relationship kind of based uh, folks in, in the space, like, the openness and and just the friendships that I've been able to create just mm-hmm. working in the industry for a couple of years are are really interesting. There's everyone kind of approaches it with the openness. And I think 
Um, the next step is like, how do we get that information out there so that more and more people want to come and innovate in this space? Because I mean, me, you know, coming from more like big tech or banking environments, I think there's a lot that they could learn from the way that, um, you know, people approach culture and in crypto as well. So. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Liam, for, for joining us today. Uh, we're excited to be partnered with you, you guys and excited to keep churning out new content with you guys. So um, thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, Taylor.